Hey everybody, welcome to episode 47 of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. My name is Kieran, and I have been metal detecting for nearly 30 years. This week, with the recent announcement from Coiltech of their release of their new line of Equinox coils, I want to chat to you about coils both proprietary and complementary. So let's get on with the show. Hey everybody, before we start, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and I hope you enjoyed the show this week. But before we begin, I want to give you the following information. If you want to give me feedback or interact with the show, please reach out to me on Twitter at Detecting The or Instagram at The Metal Detecting Podcast. Or if you want to pop me an email to Kieran at TheMetalDetectingShow.com. And now, if you would like to leave me a voicemail, please do so on SpeakPipe.com forward slash The Metal Detecting Show. The link will be in the show notes. If you would like to buy me a coffee, you can actually do so now with buymeacoffee.com forward slash metal detecting. And lastly, and most importantly, if you like this content, please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hey detectorists, welcome to this week's episode. So in typical fashion, you might remember I said last week I was ready and made plans to get out during the weekend, but of course the gods of metal detecting decided that my hubris was not warranted and sent a snowstorm our way freezing and covering the ground. At least I'm set up for this week I suppose. So this week I'm chatting about coils and any of our longtime listeners will remember I did a tech timeout, tech timeout, on coils all the way back in episode 11 on Night Hawking. However, over the last few weeks there has been a bit of a frenzy online around the new Equinox coils from Coiltech, so I decided that we needed to revisit the topic in more detail. And um, Coiltech, if you're listening, hook a fellow up with a few coils so I can check them out, mail already in your inbox. Okay, so coils. I have been asked several times over the years about what coil is best to use or should I buy an aftermarket coil and I always say two things. The first being, this is a very personal decision around what type of detecting you do, in what environment, your physical fitness, well-being and on and on. Not all coils are created equal, just like how all terrains are not created equally either. And you might find that your stock coil performs below expectations on your preferred site. If this is the case, then by all means invest in another coil. A behemoth of a 17-inch coil may be perfect for your sights. However, you might not be able to carry it around. The second bit of advice I always give is say you're better off focusing on learning your detector with the coil that came with it first. This coil is what the manufacturers consider the best all-round coil for average conditions for your detector. But like I just said previously, you may find yourself in a situation where stock is not ideal, so you need to select a coil that is suitable for your own personal situation. Listen, there is a vast body of knowledge and work covering coil design, inverse square laws, soil resistive components, But for us mere mortals, it comes down to a few points. Firstly, shape. Double Ds are concentric. And secondly, like everything in this world, size. Do you go bigger or smaller? Before we go into size, I'll recap what the differences and advantages are with the coil configurations. 
With the double D coil, this coil is superior in mineralized soil, while the concentric coil is superior over the double D coil in depth and target ID. If you were to dismantle each coil, you would find two coil windings, one for transmission and one for receive. However, in the concentric coil, the transmission coil is normally the larger outside coil, while the inside smaller coil is for receiving. With the double D coil, both coils are normally the same size, but are positioned with the transmission coil on top, forming a small overlap with the receiver coil in the shape of a vent diagram. What this difference in coil configuration means is that with the concentric coil, the full area of the coil has the ability to detect. While on the double D coil, the detection zone is only focused in the areas where both coils cross over as the outer areas form a negative field interference. Several anecdotes are used to describe the detection field under each coil. With the concentric field described like a cone under the coil, while the double D coil has a knife edge detection field, these anecdotes are not technically correct, but serve to best illustrate the difference in detection fields. In reality, they are all cones, but cones of differing points and radius. It is because of these differences in detection fields that say, for example, the concentric is better at target identification, as it has a wider detection field, which can gather more information, while the double D coil has a narrow detection field, allowing for better recovery and maneuverability between finds. Normally, if your detector comes with a concentric coil, it is set up to best operate with a concentric coil, and attaching a DD coil might not have the desired effect, and this goes for detectors set up with a DD coil. They just won't work well with a concentric coil. Some brands have invested heavily in specific coil configurations. For example, MineLab have doubled down on the double D coil. Just like configuration, most coils come in different sizes, with the most common sizes being 6 inches, 11 inches, which is normally the default coil, and 17 inch coils. Irrespective of what coil configuration you go with, I really think size is the most important of all specs to consider, because it limits the detector in very specific ways. A lot of people believe somewhat incorrectly that Oh yeah man, I got a 17 inch coil and it goes so deep, so much better than my 6 inch coil man. This is technically incorrect and I'll tell you why in a minute. Think of transmission power of your detector as a garden hose of constant pressure and the coil on the detector, the hose nozzle. The smaller the nozzle, the more powerful the jet of water produced, or at least that's what it looks like. However, all that is happening is that the same power is acting on the smaller volume of water, pushing it at higher pressure. Now, if you use a larger nozzle, it will look slower and less powerful, but it will push more volume of water with less pressure. In both scenarios, the source power is the same. This is the same with your metal detector and coil, where the water pressure is the sensitivity. The smaller the coil, the smaller the area covered, but the greater the sensitivity. For example, the smaller you go with a coil, the smaller the nozzle, so you're pushing the same power with greater pressure, so sensitivity and resolution are better. With a larger coil or nozzle, your water pressure would be a lot less, and so is your sensitivity. 
Now, why did I say a 17-inch coil doesn't go deeper? Well, technically, a 6-inch coil goes as deep as a 17-inch, except that it doesn't have the cross-sectional area on the receive coil to pick up the weak eddy currents-induced signals from the deeper targets. Whereas the 17-inch coil does, so technically, a 6-inch coil can go as deep as a 17-inch coil, but it can't receive the returning diminished signal. So, a 17-inch coil can only technically receive deeper. Split hairs much, Kiran? And remember, like in the water hose analogy, the pressure is constant. And like this, the output is essentially constant in your detector. Anyways, a smaller coil has the following advantages and disadvantages. With a smaller coil, as I said, you get better sensitivity and better response or separation as some people call it. You have less targets under the coil to cause issues with target masking. You also cover less ground, but it is also lighter and won't cause fatigue as much. With a larger coil, you have more perceived depth. You can cover more ground, so the volume of search area is more. However, you have less sensitivity, you have poorer response or separation, you can potentially have more targets under the coil, which leaves you open for target masking. Plus, they are heavier and cause fatigue quicker, resulting in shorter hunts. A smaller coil is more suited to trashy sites or a site that requires more maneuverability, while a larger coil is more suited to wider pastures or clean beaches with fewer finds. But here's the rub. With a larger coil, you think you're covering more ground, but you're spending more time digging deeper targets and your hunts are shorter due to fatigue. So you're not actually covering as much ground as you think. I estimate you're actually covering less surface area, but more volume looking for deeper targets, while missing smaller targets due to reduced sensitivity. So is a larger coil worth it? If I'm asked by someone who absolutely wants an extra coil, but is unsure which to get, I always advise on a smaller 6-inch coil first. I just think the benefits outweigh any advantage of a larger coil, plus they are more fun. But then, inevitably, the question comes, which brand? Do I go with the same brand as my metal detector, or do I go aftermarket? And if I go aftermarket, which brand do I go with? Well, really, you can safely go with any of the long-established brands, such as Coiltech, Nell, or Detec. But... If you're going off-brand, make sure the size of the coil you want operates with your detector. And of course, most brands provide their own variations of coil sizes. But be warned, with any extra coils, they are not cheap, especially if you go big, with some coils costing as much as a simplex, about £250. <laughs> Do you have an extra coil for your detector? Does it make a difference what environment or conditions you use it in? Well, let me know. That's it for this week. I hope you liked this episode of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. Check out our website, www.metaldetectingshow.com for this episode's show notes. Check out our Patreon page if you want to help the podcast stay alive or just want to buy me a coffee. Actually, if you want to buy me a coffee, you can do so now at buymeacoffee.com forward slash metal detecting. If you'd like to leave me a voicemail, please do so on speakpipe.com forward slash the metal detecting show. The link will be in the show notes. 
And if you feel like taking your appreciation to the next level, feel free to leave me a positive review on any podcast directory of your choice. If you like this content and would like more, please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Once again, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We will chat to you all again next week. Get out there, eyes down and happy hunting. Happy hunting.